so people were upset about that because they thought Sam Raimi, first off, they don't understand the difference between a writer and a director. Yeah. So Sam Raimi's just, he's supposed to take what's given to him in a script and conceptualize and visualize that for the audience. Yes. I think he did a great job. He did a great job. And he did a really, really, really great job. I think that's the highest mark on the on the sh- on the show. Yeah. The movie is his directing. And people on TikTok, I'm on a lot of Marvel TikTok. Like that's what my for you page is mainly. Okay. They're all freaking out that oh they just threw Wanda's character growth out the window, and nice. at the end of WandaVision, she was at peace with everything. Those people do not have the slightest bit of comprehension in what they're watching because she was over Vision. WandaVision was her dealing with Vision not being there anymore. Yeah. She was still obsessed with the About idea of her kids. children yes. at the end of WandaVision. At the end of the show, she's literally reading the book that she wasn't supposed to read. Yeah. <laughs> like, and, and her whole thing was... I need to get my kids back. Exactly. And they don't get that. They just want to nitpick and complain. Uh, I just want to say uh, great directing. Yeah, yeah. So, great directing from Sam Raimi. I think uh, Rachel McAdams was really good in the movie. She was. Uh, what's his face? Benjamin Cumberbatch, Cumbersnatch. Yeah, he's great. Benedict Cumberbatch. I feel like he really like. I feel it felt like he was having fun. It felt like the fun that I should have had in Iron Man Two. Yes. You know, this is the sequel to from Doctor Strange, and like this is this is a sequel sequel. It's a sequel that took a while to get. Like we got. Fucking the first Doctor Strange a long time ago. Six years ago. And then we get this sequel. We're already on the fourth Thor movie. Yeah. But I do love, speaking of Thor, the way Taika Waititi, the director, is taking it. People are talking about how now the Marvel movies, I haven't seen this Thor yet, but the review is it's not really linear with the MCU. It's not like, you know, phase one and everything was was everything connected. This, it's still not leading. I think they're using more of the shows to start the leading, and then the movies will come through. It makes sense. You've just had a whole decade where you were leading up to this big event that was going to change everything, Mm -hmm. and it did. Mm -hmm. People died. uh, Characters were introduced. Big characters were introduced. And then big showdown. You lose two characters. You know, everybody comes back. There's no reason to be going off and overloading with uh oh we're hits here winks here you know it's just what was it was enough it's enough to just see these characters in standalone properties it was good to see doctor strange just handle something and it be about doctor strange and what they've been saying is these last two films have been director films and less yes. So yes. it's more Taika Waititi's influence in this Thor. We saw it in Ragnarok. That was yes. his first Thor. I, I fucking that. loved Ragnarok. Ragnarok's a really great film. And there's a rumor that I saw today. I don't know how heavily rumored it is. There's two hours of unused footage from this new Thor, and he's not releasing a director's cut. There was, after Ragnarok, there was miniseries where there was, like, a documentary crew following around Thor, and he had, like, a normal human roommate and everything. And the rumor is Taika wanted this movie to kind of be, like, that same style of a documentary following Thor around. And I would have loved that. 
That would have been good. Like, if it's him trying to, like, get in with the Guardians and stuff, talk about that. Talk about his... Because there's a lot of, from the previews I've seen, he's still focused on Mjolnir, and Stormbreaker is, like, his side piece that he's... Like, his one true love broke up with him. And then he's got his side piece. It's a metaphor, man. Yeah. It's a metaphor for love. And, it's and where it, the love comes from, the thunder. And, yeah. You know. And I'm really excited to see this movie. Oh. I've kind of been... I, I'm not as excited as I was just because the reception's been weird, but I do need to see it. Yeah. I think reception's been weird because fan bases grow so much that they expect a certain quality. It's the same thing with Star Wars. You get this huge-ass fan base that no matter what you deliver, they don't like. The Obi-Wan series, I loved it. People didn't realize that it's a six-episode set series. It has to have its story progression and build up and payoff. They want a payoff in each episode. So they had complaints about episode one. The complaints were resolved in episode two because that's how a fucking story works. Yes. And they just didn't give it time. And I feel like people are doing that with Marvel now. They got used to the phase one with Infinity War and Endgame, and now they want everything to follow that exact pattern. I don't think that show was necessarily bad. Um, I think it would have made a better movie. Somebody made a supercut of it. I saw it. that. I heard about that. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to watch that I don't watch the show already. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think they've released it yet, but I'll watch it. Like I've seen a supercut of uh, Revenge... Not Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, yeah, Revenge of the Sith, episode three. Yeah. Super cut with the last season of Clone Wars because the last season of Clone Wars was around that time of Revenge of the Sith. Oh, so okay. they made a super cut splicing everything together. That was fucking great. So that I love these, very like. Interesting. Yeah, so I'm going to watch if he ever posts the link. I like the video on TikTok, but he needs to post a link of the super cut he made making it into a movie because I think it'd make a good movie more than a show. Because with a show, you do have those cliffhanger moments that you can only have in a show. Hey, man. Hey. Hey, everyone. And no one. And no one. But there's someone. There's someone for everybody. Hey, Joel. We'll give Joel Joel. a shout out. I know Joel. Joel. uh, Fucking. He he uh, listens to us every week. He's a great supporter. Good guy. Yeah. Hey, everyone. No one. This is Gabe. Colin, this is Hey, that's the name of the album, the podcast about albums that have a song on there that make you go, hey, that's the name of the album, and that's the name of this song I'm listening to. Crazy, right? Crazy. I'm Gabe, as I said, a.k.a. Black Lightning, a.k.a. uh, Black Man, a.k.a. Black Manta, a.k.a. Eclipso, a.k.a. Grapes. Colin's over there. AKA White Lightning. White Chocolate. White Chocolate. It's not White Lightning. I think it was White Thunder. White Thunder. I'm sorry. Maybe White Lightning. Well, now it's White Thunder also. Both. Yeah. Yeah, you're both. Yeah. 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 Uh, how you doing, man? I'm good. It's been a hectic week. School started for me again on Wednesday. Mm. So that's why I postponed filming. I was having a minor panic attack that day. I was like, I got payday, so I... S- split everything up for bills then i saw what i had left over and i'm like all right ramen for the next until payday Ugh, <laughs> yeah man i'm struggling too man it's yeah just, and then they want to raise rent here fuck that they raised my rent too god dude 
Landlords out here, Fuck landlords. they're a piece of shit. Let's have if I ever owned a property, I would only charge somebody like a hundred bucks more than what the fucking uh, monthly payment of the mortgage is, and that would go strictly towards house maintenance costs. You're, you're too good of a guy, man. I know. It's like I'm, I wouldn't be in it for the profit. And People need to live. If there wasn't sense. house maintenance costs... That's still kind of profit, you know? But you sit that if you need, like, a new AC unit, if the fucking foundation's cracked. I don't know. It sounds like a house term. And, <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm not going to be one of these fucking piece-of-shit apartment complexes downtown charging 1700 bucks a month for a one-bedroom. You turn off the fucking AC in the winter because it's too cold. And everyone has to share it. And then you're sweating at 85 degrees on a fucking 70 degree day. I've got a lot of fucking animosity towards this place. I can tell. I hate this place. (laughs) I only like it because of how it looks. I like looking out that window. Thank God for that window. And I like being downtown. But I'm very close to moving out because this place fucking sucks. Sorry, I'm sorry I got you going. It's really the four loco that's got me it's going. Loco? Loco is making me loco. This episode of Hey That's the Name of the Album is brought to you by Four Locos. They're a bad decision. Cheers to that. They come in multiple flavors. Today we're drinking fruit punch and apple. I almost put the fruit punch back f- for the gold can, but Never I didn't. Never trust the gold can. Never trust the gold can. The only golds I trust are Trojan Magnums. Hey. Get yours today. Are they sponsoring? Us too. They will if I start fucking again. <laughs> Bit of a dry spell. Uh, my uh, my hookup hasn't uh, called me in a while, but I did just meet someone. But I don't know if they're a thing. I just keep meeting people. Uh, I gotta like, go out because that's why I'm not meeting anyone. Yeah, that's all. I'm focused on work, school, and comedy right now. Yeah. So it's like I'm not really going. The only time I'm going out is for the shows. See, but it's music, movies, and podcasts for me that I'm focused. There on. you go. But with my camera, it gives me an excuse to go out because I'm like, yeah, I'll take pictures. I'm yeah, yeah I'm noticing you're stuff. posting a lot of photos of uh, shows you're going to. Yeah, that's where I'm meeting women. Is yeah, this, or you know, people. In and general. it could go either way. You're either the creep with the camera or the cool camera guy. Uh, yeah. The last time, the last show I was at. I was uh, the guy with the camera. I was. It was. There was a lot of people that were nice to me. This very attractive person came up to me and just started chatting up with me. I was just like, okay, and we started, you know, talking a little bit. Then they left, and I was like, damn, I'm not gonna be able to find this person and hang out with them. They found me on Instagram because oh, of the video. There you go. They they sought me out. Yeah. So yeah, and then they they said something about seeing Thor today, and I was like. Oh, this person is trying to make plans with me. That's always the best. I like it when the other person makes plans. That's why I've been like talking to some people, but I always fizzle shit out once I notice I'm the one that's either reaching out to make plans or I'm texting first. I like go quiet. I go quiet for a little bit, and if they don't reach out, then I just like really start to fucking fizzle it out. And where they start talking to me, I'm just less responsive because it's like. You've shown You need your, to show the effort. Yeah, Both you, people need to show effort in this. Yeah, like if I show enough effort throughout, but I don't get any effort back, Yeah, it's like, come that's on. That's foreshadowing how the relationship is going to be if there was more to go on. Yeah, so it's like that's why I kind of like the talking phase because you're not, you don't have to feel bad about fizzling stuff out. True. Yeah. True. Uh, let's get back on topic. <laughs> that's the four locos, you know? You just oh. get off topic and... 
it's gonna be fun well, editing this. No, no, no. It's 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 good that we talked about that. Yeah. I, mean, it's, uh, added. I got an angry rant out about my rent. You needed to do that. I needed that. You needed yeah. that. Especially because my lease renews at the end of the month, but they haven't sent me the renewal yet. And it's like, what are they doing? Are they gonna keep me at a month to month basis at a hiked rate? Because if that's gonna happen, I'm gonna fucking sue the shit out of them. Because I told them I want to renew for a year, and they just haven't sent me the new contract yet. That is weird. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I don't trust these niggas. I don't trust these fellas either. <laughs> uh, hello, everyone. We're talking about Michael Jackson's Off the Wall, released in April, I believe, of 1979. July. July 1979. I was a that was a good off. year. 1979? Of July? July. That, that was like... Three years after the bicentennial yeah, of America, a couple years after Star Wars came out. Oh God! Imagine being around for that. That'd People are great. anticipating uh, Empire Strikes Back or Star Wars Two, as it had been called, and they had it. no idea that they're going to find out Vader's no Luke's idea. dad. Imagine being oh. in there. Like this is a crazy. We're, we were, we are talking about this in the car, like 1979, 80, 81. These are this is like a kind of a crazy time. A lot of good alive. movies. A lot of great movies coming out. Great music is coming out. Music yeah. is making a shift. Hip hop is about to start. Technology is like just about to pop off. Like you get the early age of it. People are getting their own computers at yes. home that don't Ataris. take a yeah their own personal video games. This is like. It's funny we say all the, all this shit's popping off, and we're literally seeing the birth of the greatest artists of this time period. Yeah. As the world is about to make the changes, as the Lakers are about to become the Showtime Lakers and dominate the 80s in basketball and make basketball a big deal in the world, and fucking new movies are coming out, the summer blockbuster is like about to real is really becoming a thing. All these things that are now modern to us today. We are getting the modern artist that every artist now is emulating. Every mm -hmm. great artist. You name one great artist right now. Kanye West. Drake. Fucking Dua Lipa. Whoever it is. It doesn't yeah. matter. Uh, fucking Beyonce. All these great artists. Who do they want to be? Mike. They want to be fucking Mike. And in 1979... I think fucking... Uh, it was either Eddie Murphy or Chris Rock was saying like when they were kids the first bits they would do was throw on a michael jackson album in front of their family and then just act silly with it they would either like dance like fools to it to make everyone laugh or Sounds they would like just yeah or they would just like riff off of it and it's like that's the power michael jackson he had, had on so people. much power he was a cultural icon but in 1978 1979 he actually wasn't he was just like another talented guy. Oh, one of them Jackson 5 is trying to branch out on their own. That's exactly how a lot of people were talking about him. It's yeah. kind of crazy to think that. Like, he wasn't, with this drop, this particular time period, is the crossroads. Yeah. If this album isn't good, what happens to Michael Jackson? What, what do we get? Who do we follow? Yeah. This is a make or break for him. Yeah, that's and, why he took this album so seriously. He needed, I need someone to guide me. I need someone to bring me into my own space as an artist beyond my brothers. Yeah, because they wanted to work on this album with him when he got on. Because he's on a different um, label. He's on Epic. He's not on Motown, and this is his first real artistic album. They were like, yeah, his whole family knew. 
they knew they knew what Michael was. They knew how great he was, and that's why they wanted to work on this album with him. They're like, yeah, we're going to work on the album, right, Mike? He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a great mic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, maybe. Because uh, he knew you can't have this be, I can't have my family be this. We've been rocking since the 60s. Yeah. 60s into the 70s. I've been fucking with you niggas. We've gotten where we needed to go as far as we are together. I need to see where I'm going to be and, it, and he needed to draw that line. He, he, should, he had to be like, yes, you can work on it with me. But you can't be featured heavily on it. Yeah. It can't be Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five. No, because it wouldn't go. No. It, he needed if he was going to push music the way he wanted to push it, he had to do it on his own with Quincy. He had to. He worked with Quincy. He worked with Paul McCartney. Fucking Stevie Wonder even wrote a track on this album. Like he was working with the big heavyweight goats. Speaking of Stevie Wonder. Have you seen, did I share the new poster for KTS with you? No. So you know how I do those funny quotes? I put a Stevie Wonder quote. I mean, quote in quotes. I said, this is the best sketch group I've ever seen. Stevie Wonder. <laughs> Stevie Wonder can't see. That's the joke. Everybody, but people really think, some people think. I mean, can- I've seen the videos. Have you seen them grab that falling mic stand? That's, I don't, I don't. Our height. That's all it is. You can't hear a mic stand about to fall. You can anticipate fall. it. How? You can anticipate it. How? It's vibes. No, there's no vibes. Oh, Aren't you the same person that said you hate the word vibes? But some, I hate the over usage. I'm going to say that a bit on this podcast. A couple of these songs. My my favorite song, got a good vibe to it. Uh, um, but let me ask you. I got a question for Gabe. You got questions for Gabe. Yeah. So my question for you. Yes. Where were you? What were you doing when you found out Michael Jackson died? I remember it was like the day before Farrah Fawcett had died. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. And I just kind of moved on with my life. I don't know if it was the day before or if it was earlier that day. But it was right around the same time they died. And yeah. Then, and then there was like a... It might, I might have been in my room and my brother Yusuf was like... Hey, yo, Gabe, come in here. And we went into the living room, and it was like, sources talking about Michael Jackson has passed away. And like, they had all the fucking people driving around, and there was the big thing on CNN. I was like, did somebody just die? Like, <laughs> I was like, there's no back to back. What? I was like, I can't believe it. And, like, it was funny because me and my brother used to talk about this all the time. My brother Yusuf, um, we used to talk about, like, man, I hate the day of Michael Jackson ever died. We said it like, we said it like it was never gonna happen. Yeah, because I mean, there's certain stars you almost never want to die because they're always gonna be producing good shit. Yeah. Like I feel that way with some comedians and comedic comedic actors, like Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy. Those are the, those two people foundation of my childhood. Really, I loved Eddie Murphy movies. Trading Places is one of my favorite movies. It's a great film. A fucking phenomenal film. And Steve Martin, again, you know, Three Amigos. My dad loved that movie. He showed me that movie. I fucking love that movie. And uh, Father of the Bride, kind of a stupid movie, but a funny movie. It's like those two are my favorite comedians slash comedic actors, and it's going to suck when they die. I never wa- I, I never thought it was going to happen. Like It kind of broke my reality of things because it was like, someone really really huge and important to like me musically in my childhood had passed away 
Mm-hmm. And like, you know, when Pac and Big died, I was too young for that. And Aaliyah had died and it touched me, but you know, Aaliyah's no Michael Jackson. You know, like it was really like shattered. I was like, damn. And we the first thing we were like, yo, I wonder how Charles is gonna take it. That was really my big thing. It was like, cause I, you know, Charles, we, as you see, you know, tr- like Michael Jackson means a lot to my brother. So it was like, what the fuck? Like, I wonder how he's gonna. That was really the biggest thing I was worried about was him, cause I knew he was gonna. He was like really touched by it. So it was like, yeah, we were just all chilling in the house, and it was just like, kind of insane that we had lost. You know, I think that after he had passed, you know. I feel like that opened the floodgates for everything that we have now where every other day one of our greats is passing away and leaving us. Yeah. It's just like, what the fuck? And it's, uh, this is going to sound weird, but I feel like it's a testament to who you are on the greatness level. If when you die, people are like, he's not really dead, he's faking it. Tupac, people are saying he's in Cuba. Yeah. Michael Jackson, people are saying there's sightings of Michael Jackson. Uh, everywhere. Don't want them to be gone. I mean, it happened with Elvis too. People yep. are like, Elvis isn't really dead, and then it's like that's real iconic shit. Yeah, that's like you know you're at a different fucking level if people just can't accept that you're dead. No, Michael Jackson, he just wanted to get away from all of the attention and stuff. He wanted to live a normal life. Yeah, he wanted to live a normal life in his fifties like that. No. This is the first album that Quincy Jones is a part of. He would go on to help produce the. Uh, landmark thriller and bad as well the three-part series with Quincy Uh, Quincy was really important to this because their idea he said was to take uh, he says he says that he wanted to take disco out they had had enough of it this is a real this is like this album is like a, a love letter and a goodbye to the disco sound and I think it shows what disco could have been once you incorporate more things into it. If you give disco a little bit more R&B sound, you know what I mean? There's a, there was probably a lot of, uh, you know, there's the Bee Gees out there and fucking ABBA and all these white folks doing disco. Black people, we did disco better. As Michael Jackson shows. He fucking bought music videos. Fucking the music videos for this album are just as legendary as the fucking thriller music videos, you know? Everybody remembers the Don't Stop Till You Get Enough video, the fucking Rock With You music video. I'm going to have to pause right here. There's some drama going on in group text that I have to deal with. All right. So since that's calmed down, what was the last thing we were talking about? The music videos for Thriller yes. and... Uh, for just, uh, yeah, Michael Jackson and music videos in general. Do you just want to jump in the top five? I do want to jump into the top five. Let's okay. go into the top five. Let's go into the top five. Uh, I want a top five with you all night. Top five into the sunlight. I'm going to top five all night. Top you all the way. Ayo. Pause. Pause. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Uh, this top five was uh, quite the one to do. I feel like it was easy. It was easy. I love this album, don't get me wrong, but there's the top five really stands out to me. There's a clear distinction when this album gets good and when this album gets I mean, okay, so I'm going to do something a little different. I have a least favorite and an honorably mentioned least favorite. Oh, wow. I'll, I'll dive into that when we get there. Okay. Uh, 
So I started off usually, right? Always. Always. It's your podcast, buddy. I'm just along for the ride. Thank you. Uh, my number six, aka my honorable mention, is working day and night. Uh, okay. Be working, working day and night. Oh, uh-huh, yeah. Good shit. I, I do. Yeah, I, really I very do. much enjoy this song. Uh, I've been in the situation where you're doing all this for a young lady. Uh, some of you women, you've been doing it for a young man, where you're putting all the work, all the things that you can into the relationship to make it work. And at the end of the day, you just don't feel like you're getting what you need out of the relationship. So it's a very relatable song. Uh, I like how it, it sounds like it sounds like Michael Jackson did this song in the street. And it was like people just playing the cans and shit. And like they're playing with fucking forks and they're playing it like, you know, like he did like real streets, like like on the on the block. I feel like that's where the Quincy Jones yes. comes in. Quincy had the vision. Quincy, Quincy's on another level. He is. I, you know, I produce KTS. You do. I like to keep track of like producers and different medias and how they like do what they do. Quincy Jones is one of my favorite producers because you can hear him like kind of opinion, but like where he says, all right, this is what we're going to do with this song. These are the words you have. This is kind of how I feel like it should be done. You yeah. know? Cause I, did you, did I send the demo for this song to you? Yes. The demo for this song sounds just like the song, but just Quincy knows how to give it, you that know, oomph. the extra oomph. Yeah. Michael has the music. Michael understands how to make it work, and he already has the melodies. Like, there's it, no, there's very little that Quincy has to do, but what Quincy does is put the right amount on. Like, he knows how to sandwich it all together. He knows how to package it. It's it's really astounding. And that's kind of what I do with the roast battle. Not so much KTS because I feel like KTS is a well-oiled machine with everyone doing it. Roast battle. Once we got, once we moved from the cafe to the screening room, like an actual theater and venue. Yeah. Rich and I really upped our production value on that. So like we had, uh, we started doing themes for it. I started theming the posters to be like a movie poster theme. And that would translate to the bracket that was on the screen. It would match the theme. Like you saw the last one, oh, it was, it was WWE themed, Yes. right? That's where it I feel like, for it. I feel like that's where I bring my Quincy Jones aspect to it. It's like we have this, but what else can we do? I've heard people say, outside of this last one, because it was our first one back after two, three years due to the pandemic. Yeah. It's one of the most well-produced shows in town. It definitely is, honestly. Yeah. Uh, my friend and I had a really good time at yeah. the show. I, I had a good time taking pictures of everybody, too. I can't wait to do another roast battle. And my number five goes into the new segment that we have where we analyze the song uh, that is the titular song of the album. Uh, and we rate it. We talk about how... So it's is. your number five? It is my number five. And here's the thing. That's my honorable mention. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. It's kind of same levels. Yeah. You get the same levels. Within, within a number. Yeah. Uh, great song. The There's the... Um, I love the... I mean, the, you the, say great song. I say passable song. You think passable? Would, think, you, would you grade it? Before you review it, would you grade it out of uh, 10? I would give the song off the wall a, a between an 8.25 and an 8.5. Okay, I give it a 7. A set? Really? Oh, yeah. I really... I think it's... I think it's the... It's the number five song on the album, right? 
Let me pull it up. I believe, yeah, it's number five. It's number five. It's the it's it's a good groove. I like the 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 background bass of with the night and day. The little bridge part before the the chorus begins. I like the way the bass goes with Mike and the way the beat goes. Um, I like the hook a lot. The chorus is really fun, and I think it's it's a it feels like a good statement that he's trying to make that he's like breaking out on his own like despite you know I'm gonna go out it's kinda have you heard You Don't Have to Call by Usher it yeah. feels like a precursor to that you kind know? of yeah it's kind of the same kind of feeling of like yeah I felt like I had this song is very familiar and now that you mentioned that I'm like okay yeah yeah it's kind of a prototype of that it's like no matter all these troubles I'm gonna still dance the night away and have like a good night and you know do shit my own way so I don't know I think it, it's it's like the last great song on the album, in my opinion. I mean, not the last great. The, the After this song, my least favorite comes on. And then there's some spottiness towards the end of the album. And this is like the last like high point. That's the al- This is the last point of the album being consistent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, well, so, that's good to know we have the same least favorite. Do you just want to talk about that now? Oh, yeah. Hated Girlfriend. Best Hated song. Girlfriend. I, it's not my that least I... Favorite song on I the mean, album. it was a fun bop kind of song it's got a good melody and, and like it tunes well but the lyrics are too cringy for me i can't i can't agree with it yeah like no. it's like i've been i've been in his situation before but i've never been like hey girlfriend i'm gonna tell your boyfriend about everything so that's like, yeah no dude paul mccartney wrote that song so that's why it was it's i was like you know what? it's like that's not real nigga shit and it's like you know what Paul McCartney's not a real nigga. Like, Paul McCartney's a little fuckboy. He's a, you know, you would think so. You know, he's one of those, yeah. you know. Paul McCartney would be like, listen, I'm a fucking beetle. I will tell your boyfriend all about us because I'm a fucking beetle and you ain't shit. He would pull that. Like, yeah. you, it better be, it better be me or nobody else. That's basically what the song is saying. Yeah. But yeah, least favorite is girlfriend, but number five is off the wall. I think he's got a a good feel to it it's, it's a good dance track and like it's enough different about it and i like the little the little breakdown part in the second half of the song yeah you know, there's a lot there's a lot of pockets this song goes through so it's probably one of the reasons why it's it's not my favorite favorite but it's definitely one of the strongest songs on the album to me i give it like yeah eight two five eight and a half um number four is uh get on the floor it's- not in my top five. It's not. No. Really. Uh, I forgot how how it goes. Let me uh let me put it on for you to jog your memory. To jog my memory. Just dance with me. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is a song uh, where I heard portions of Thriller, because yes. the way it starts, I feel like Thriller start, or no, I think Bad starts the same way. Um, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. It has kind of like a, a beginning, like bad. Yes. Yeah, and then it also had like a horn. It was either this song or another song that had a horn section that sounded kind of like the horns in Thriller. I don't know which one that is. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. But I like this song because it's like a typical disco song. It's really a typical disco song, but I think. Michael's uh, layering of his voice in different parts of the song really brings it to a different level. The, like, there's the beginning part, the oh, dance with me, the, and it was like, oh, no, 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 in the background. It's yeah. really, it, it gives good ambiance, real good, like, uh, 
extra layer uh, to kind of keep the groove going. And the, the, the fucking bass on this song is kind of insane to me, honestly. Like, it's so funky. And so it's it made me feel like I was in Studio 54, honestly. Yeah, I was thinking, like, when you said disco, I'm thinking of fucking John Travolta and Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> this sounds like it'd be a song on that soundtrack. Yeah, it does. It's, but, I mean, to me, it grooves way more and more organically than any of those kind of songs. Honestly. Yeah, well, yeah, those are like Bee Gees and shit. Yeah. Bee Gees I are like... I like the Bee Gees and stuff. I, like, I don't know. They're no... You know, they ain't Mike. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I love Get On The Floor. Like, I was... It really, like, took me by surprise. I was listening to it when I first listened to it uh, for, the, for reviewing it. I was like, this is really, like, super groovy and, like really like a strong vocal performance i think all of mike's vocals on the song are fucking top fucking notch yeah so yeah i definitely love uh get on the floor really great strong solid dance track uh number three is i can't help it uh i first heard this part this song uh as a sample uh fabulous is a song called baby that samples the the do 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 and like when I first heard when I heard this, I was like, "Oh, this is where Fab got it from." So I immediately like it that way because it's a bridge to my child, my childhood. And then the vocals on "I Can't Help It," again, Mike is on point. All the vocals on this album, even the songs that I don't love, even on "Girlfriend," I enjoyed his vocals. His vocals are the best part of that song. Yeah, but, I um, will say. I- did not enjoy his vocals on another song, which will be my honorable mention least favorite. Okay. But we'll get to that before your number one, which is where we usually talk about our least favorite. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I can't help it. Um, kind of going through the same situation where, you know, you have these feelings for someone and you can't help those feelings. And sometimes you don't even want to, you wouldn't want to, even if it hurts you in the long run. Um, but yeah, that do 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 amazing. This is so yeah. good. It's a great bass line and the great lyrics, great voice from Mike. Um, Stevie Wonder wrote it. Oh yeah, yeah. He co-wrote the song with someone else. I forgot what their name, but I was just happy that Stevie. I saw Stevie's name in the credits. I was like, that's sick. This yeah. nigga got Stevie and Paul McCartney to write on his real like first project. He and was, produced by Quincy Jones. It's a home run. Yeah. You know he was disappointed with this album? Really? Yeah. He, Mike? I can see why. I, when you look at this and Thriller, the difference is everything on Thriller is an event. I think the first five songs on here, on this album, are really immaculate, strong songs. And then there's like two or three songs that are all right and the latter half of the album it just kind of doesn't stay strong everything on thriller is a, a high water mark yeah and that's because that's owed to the him not feeling as good on this album but i think this album over time people were like oh you know it's gotten better reviewed now as you know and i don't think it wasn't like a disappointment when it came out it sold well the videos were legendary. I feel like know. it's a good start for him. You oh, know? it's a wonderful start. It's a yeah. great freshman. Like, I just got my wings and become an artist. And it really did make way for Thriller and Bad and all of his great records. This is a great first album. And I, I don't... But I could see why he would be disappointed with it. Him knowing his potential. Him knowing how good he could truly be. Yeah. You know? So, I understand. But, you know, and this album's underrated. You know? And this is, you know... Uh, number two, 
Uh, rock with you. Okay, I had that as my number three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're kind of on the same page there. Um, legendary song, legendary music video. Oh, I actually fucked up. Oh, you didn't. I accidentally wrote it twice Ooh. on my list. <laughs> uh, it's my number one. Is it? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my number one and my number three. It's that four loco. You know, it's such an easy song to listen to. The the lyrics are easy to learn. It's got a calming instrumental. And Mike's voice is so like melodic and like angel like on this song. Girl, close your eyes. Like you are immediately serenaded and you feel safe with him. And this song just is I don't know. I really don't know what to say about this legendary song that everybody knows. You know why Rock With You is an amazing song. It's a song you can put on for your mom, grandma, it's your baby, a- your niece, your girlfriend, your side. Your mistress, everybody can rock with rock with you, and and you can dance the night away. It's even uh, trending TikTok audio right now. Is it the uh, the first five seconds, that like little funky musical intro? That's because it's 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 universal. It's a yeah. universal sound. It's a it's like Mike was figuring out ways to make masterful music. Yeah, and off the first rip, he was able to make "Don't Stop Till You Get Enough," "Rock With You." these sentimental, amazing, classic songs in pop culture on his first try. Yeah. And, like, you listen to the, the a lot of the demos, they sound just the same as these songs, just with a little bit of pizzazz thrown in from Quincy Jones. This nigga knew what sounds he needed to do and where to take these new sounds. It's kind of insane. Yeah. But he had been prepping for this for a long time. Yeah. He was ready to make this first album. He was ready. He, he after needed. after he got you know he caught his mama kissing Santa Claus after he helped us with our ABCs. Fucking Ben. Yeah. After all that, he's just like you know what? Let me rock with you. Let me rock with you. Let me uh you know and you know what after we're done rocking with each other, don't stop till you get enough. What is this? I need to know what this uh honorably mentioned least favorite is. I fucking. If I didn't disagree with girlfriend's messaging and everything, like that wouldn't be my least favorite. That's the only reason why it's my least favorite, right? Like I just think it's stupid to have like I tell I'm gonna tell your boyfriend all the messages you're sending me, like all that shit. My honorable mention least favorite is you ready for this? She's out of my life. It's not that I don't like the messaging. This is kind of an inverse for girlfriend for me. I like the messaging on the song and the lyrics and everything. The vocal talents, this is that song I was telling you about where I don't like his vocals, and the instrumentals I really don't like. This feels like a Disney movie song. I feel like this should... Not in a good way. Not in a good way. This should be like... the World's a good song. Yeah, this should be like in Aladdin or something where it's like a Disney princess is singing it, but not for the messaging, just for the way it's sung and the tone of it. It's a very slow song. Like, I'm playing it right now. Doesn't this sound Disney-ish? It does. Like, 90s Disney. Like, Aladdin, Little Mermaid. Yeah, I don't really like this song that much either. Yeah, that's why it's an honorable least favorite. I was going to say, the first five songs slap to me. And then Girlfriend happens, and I'm like, ugh. And then this song's right after it, and I was like... And talk about weird placement... 
going from girlfriend the to she's out of my life. The girl she's out of my life is the girlfriend in the previous because song. Because she's That's like, what I felt. because she's like, motherfucker, you're not gonna hold my love for ransom. Yeah, you're not gonna sabotage my relationship. You're the side piece. I've been the side piece. I would never do that to the. So dumb. You gotta know your place know your as place. the side know your piece. Role. Yeah, for sure. I knew it. I was making jokes that I was a mistress. I was having fun with it. Yeah, you don't rock the boat. No. You don't try to <laughs> you, you, change the situation. Yeah, you get in the boat, you accept it, you're just out there having fun, yeah. you know? Don't get into this business thinking that you're turning this person into the your girlfriend. Yeah, could you imagine if I had told this girl I'm gonna tell your boyfriend everything you've been sending me. That's so I screenshotted weird. the nudes and I'm gonna send it to him. No. So yeah. girlfriend and she's out of my life. Two songs I could do and without. They derail the album. They so do. I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah, that's something we've never done before. But I feel like an honorable mention, least favorite, is something. Sometimes it's necessary. Sometimes it's necessary. Okay. Uh, hit me with a drum roll for my number one, please, Colin. Number one is don't stop till you get enough. See, and that's great. You and I, we just flipped our one and two because that's my number two. I really like Rock With You the most just because of that. I really love the fucking uh, instrumental in the first few seconds. It's very fun. If I can get an only instrumental version of this song, I'd be very happy because it was a very funky song. And then don't stop till you get enough. That's just another great song. Yeah. Like really, it's not a one, two. It's a one A, one B. Yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. Yeah. It's like, this is the song that sounds the most like, the, the demo sounds the most like the song. Yeah. It's like, Quincy did not have to do that much. Michael already knew, what, and Michael wrote the song himself. So, like, he wrote a lot of these songs by himself. Like, with him, it's either him by himself or him with somebody. And then he had, like, a little bit of help with Stevie and, you know, Paul McCartney and some other help. People who have been producing biggest hits from, like, the 50s and 60s. Like, there was so much put into this this album to make it great. But, yeah, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. It's the first song of the album. It begins with a bang. It goes on a little long. I'll agree with that. It's a little long. But I enjoy all six minutes of the song. It gives me energy. It's got a great music video, as I'll always bring out. Michael Jackson is the king of music videos as well as the king of pop. This nigga, if it wasn't for him, almost sneezed. Almost I, w- I would have wanted to edit that out, so I didn't want to like have a sneeze over your talking. Understood. He didn't sneeze, everybody. I didn't sneeze. It's, I hate that. I hate when you're about to sneeze, but then it passes. Ugh, just let it happen to me. Already. Yeah. Just let just let it go. Yeah. I feel it. But no, everybody knows. Don't stop till you get enough. Chris Tucker sang it in fucking uh, Rush Hour Two. Uh, Rush Hour, by the way, some of the great. It's like one of the greatest movie franchises. Oh yeah, for sure. There's a bit, or Tom is uh, Tom Segura. I don't know why I said Tom is like you knew I was thinking of Tom Segura. Tom Segura is on a podcast and he's talking about. I'm pretty sure it's Tom Segura. He was sitting next to Chris Tucker on a plane, and he didn't want to like bug him because he loved Chris Tucker. Of course, and everything. But he he was thinking like, oh, Chris Tucker probably doesn't know who I am and everything. All of a sudden, Chris Tucker turns to him and he's like, should we do another rush hour? <laughs> I think we should do another rush hour. And Tom's just like, I mean, I guess I love the movie. So he's like making a phone call, probably the Jackie Chan talking about doing another rush hour. So another rush hour might happen because Chris Tucker turned to Tom Segura on a plane and just flat out said, should we do another rush hour? That's crazy. Rush Hour. Yeah, that was, do another Rush Hour. It was another one of those, not? you know, not? childhood movies I loved. Why? Why not do another Rush Hour? Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he shot the he shoots the the guy's gas tank in the first uh, rush hour, and another part of me plays, and he's like, and then when he's in the Japanese clothes in rush, rush hour too, he's doing, uh, don't stop till you get enough. He's na na oh power now. The ad libs on don't stop till you get enough are amazing. I love them. Just Michael, also the king of ad libs too. Just like saying the just reiterating. Closer now. Just in the back. It does something for me, man. It's uh, it's like uh, his mom was afraid of the song because she thought it was all about sex. And he's like, no, you can interpret you can interpret it as what you want. What? No, that's oh, ignorant. That's ignorant. That's ignorant, no, mom. Stop can, it. You know, it could be like a fat person. Don't stop till you get enough food. Yeah. It could be. But even then, you're could, fat because you don't stop. You never get enough. Exactly. I know from experience. And, food is good. And, <laughs> maybe if it's cocaine, you know, until you get enough Maybe cocaine, it's no, for loco. Maybe it's for loco. I kind of want to stock my fridge with these fruit punch ones. I kind of, I fuck with this flavor. It's gonna, I've been drinking it. Now that it's getting a little warm. It's tasting like maraschino cherries. Ooh. Before it was just cherry. Now it's like maraschino cherry. I can't really put into the words. Like the video is like him dancing and it's like green screen. Everything's all pink and blue and all these changing things. And there's multiple mics and shit. He he, he does the thing. He does the shadow clone jutsu at one point. He gets a bunch of clones. This music video is amazing. It's legendary. This song is legendary. This album is legendary. It's. My number one song. Don't stop till you get enough. All right, now what? You told me most of yours. Yeah, right. yeah. So I'll, I'll go through. I had to write in another one because I didn't. I forgot I had Rock with you as my number one. That's that's the power for Loco, baby. You forget. Loco powers. Uh, so starting with honorable mention, off the wall. Like I said, gave it a seven out of ten. It's all right. So um, number five is. See, I had a couple late album stuff on here. Number five, it's Fallen in Love. I like it's that. Falling in love. I like that song. It's, it's a, a pretty decent it's, song. Yeah, it's a fun song. I like it. It's one of the ones I like the vocals on. Number four, Burn This Disco Out. You went a completely different way. I did. I did. I did. Well, I mean, they're on the lower end of my top five. Um, I mean, hey, it's the Fallen in Love is playing right now. Yeah. Like, it's just, it, it's a fun little, fun little jam, and I think that's why I liked it. My number three is Working Day and Night. Good song. Yeah. Number two, Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. Number one, Rock With You. All right. Yeah. It's a very, I like when we have a different top five. Yeah, it's a little diverse, and that's where you can tell where our different tastes come out. Um, So, uh, what do you want to give this album? (sighs) Only because of Girlfriend and She's Out of My Life, I couldn't give it a full 10. But I give it a high grade. Did you really? I give it a nine seven five. Really? I. It's a fun album. I loved it except for those two songs. I it's kind of teetering close to a nine five, but I feel like a nine seven five is more apt for how how much I enjoyed the album. I give it a nine. Flat nine. Yeah. Okay. I I would have loved to give this album a way higher score. Like I said, the first five songs are fucking immaculate and are amazing. But I think Girlfriend and She's Out of My Life really stopped me from enjoying the album as much as I should have enjoyed it. Uh, 
I can't. Then, then after that is I can't help it, and I love that song. I love love. I can't help it. It's one of my favorite songs, as I said in my top five. Yeah. Um, but it's the falling of love and burn this disco out. Not horrible songs, but they're. Uh, the highest I could give them is like a seven and a half and a seven. And I think it's because they're more of the disco vibe. Like yeah. the earlier part of the album is definitely more pop. Yeah. And then the latter half is disco. But I kind of like the disco vibe of this. I guess so. I, I don't, and I don't even think I dislike the disco vibe. I just don't. I also just feel like I hear his happiness in this song. Like I like it he when does you sound very happy when you can hear the artist's happiness in what they're producing. That gives it more brownie points I for think me. I like the songs at the beginning because I think those songs are better written. Oh, they are. Yeah, this I is a very repetitive song. And let's just say, in the uh, in "Burn This Disco Out" is kind of the same thing. Yeah. So like I. That's uh, so why I could, I can't, and they're not, they're not bad songs, but like for what I look for, like a high, high tier song, the, the, the latter half of the album doesn't have that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have it as much as the first half of the album. So that kind of dictated how my score was. But I mean, a nine and a 9.75, these it's are good scores there, for yeah. every album. And even despite the album kind of falling apart in the middle, I do say this album goes in the corridor. And I agree. All we'll right, put good. it in there. Now, I feel like this album is a special case for my least favorite and honorable least favorite. I didn't really... Like, the other songs that we've mentioned as our least favorites, I just hated. These, I like the fact I can make fun of them. So that kind of gives them a little bit of extra brownie points for me. Okay. So it's like... They're good comedy. Kind of like, you know, The Room, that movie that is really terrible. Yeah. I won't watch it ever again. I did not hit her. I did not. Hi, Mark. Like, that that shit, it's so bad, it's funny and good. That's kind of how I felt about Girlfriend and, like, She's Out of My Life. I just genuinely didn't like them that much. Yeah, I just like the fact that I can make fun of them. And I have a relatable content for it enough to say, like, what the fuck are you doing, Mike? All right. Yeah. Uh, And... On that note, we'll see you guys later. We'll talk to you later. Uh, pay your driver. Pay your strippers. Uh, pay your housekeepers. And pay for your four locos. Pay two, for your four locos. Two 24-ounce cans. I believe these are 24-ounce. Seven ninety-one. Oh my god, 23.5 fluid ounces. I'm fucking ripped off, dude. <laughs> 0.5 fluid ounces. That's not no. enough fluids for me. It's Well, all right. In parentheses, it's one pint, 7.5 fluid ounces. So, you know, you get more than a pint of Four loco, you're in for a good night. All right. That's math with Colin. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>